the fob to the LZ in country or stateside. It's helmets and gloves time. Welcome to Hooker Nation. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hooker Nation podcast. Got a great show tonight, uh, but first of all, Charlie's here with me as always, except he's in Vegas. Charlie, how's right, it going? Brother. I'm down. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely uh, lots of fun down here. Uh, I may or may not be drinking beer right now. Um, okay, I am. What can I say? I got a long neck bottle. Let go of my hand, silver bullet. <laughs> Andy'd be proud. Andy would be proud. Oh Andy man! Withers. Well, here's to you, buddy. Yeah, here's to here's to Andy. Um, brother, what exactly have you been doing? I know you arrived there today, but uh, I mean, have you been doing some gambling? Are you just drinking? What's well, up? It was just a gamble to get here, but we we <laughs> got here. Um, <laughs> Uh, down there, I won some money and took my lovely out for some dinner and, uh, immediately had a muscle spasm in my shoulder. So, um, kind of hanging out, getting some liquid in me and just, uh, have that thing go back to normal. Why? I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. That's my fun night. (laughs) Well, Hey, at least you got your long neck to keep you company. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, it should be, you know, by the time we're done, you know, doing the show, I should be good to go. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I'm glad to be down here uh, having a good time. Yeah. Well, that's good, yeah. man. Sounds crystal clear there, too. I mean, even though you're in your hotel room, it, it sounds pretty good. You got some good acoustics going on yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice room. Really nice room. Really happy with it. Uh, staying down at the Golden Nugget. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get up and go out to the NASCAR track and uh, do 16 laps in a NASCAR. Oh, hold that shit. Throttle to the firewall. Oh, yeah, it'll be good time. There's about 15 of us going. Oh, nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, who, yeah sounds sure. like it. Hang on to my beer and watch this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, well, hey, we got a great show tonight. I'm really excited. Um, the guest that we have with us, his name is Doughboy, and he is a, you know, just one of these guys that likes to hide in the shadows, likes to play on the dark side. He's, he's one of the 160th boys. And, uh, MC, just at, by way of introduction, let everybody know kind of what your role is, if you can, on, uh, on the aircraft. Um, thanks for having me on guys. Uh, hey, uh, I'm Dead Boy <laughs> and I'm an FI in the one sixtieth. Um the crew dog. Uh, right on the back with a slightly bigger crew than, than you know some of us may be used to. And uh we do fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Man. Right on. Uh, it's a it's a huge honor to have you on here. In fact, um really you're you're the let's see here. You're the second person that we've had on that's actually uh, been a night stalker. So it's a it's a huge honor. We'd love to have more of you on. Obviously, it takes a little bit more approval <laughs> to get you on here. Um, and you know, yeah, we're, that's good. We're gonna have a great show. We're gonna talk about some really good stuff. But hey, man, seriously, it, it's great to have you on. Um, and and you know keep doing what you're doing we love you guys it, it is uh seriously an honor to have you on and and um yeah it's gonna be great yeah appreciate you man 
Hey, man, I'm stoked to be on yep. the show with Thank you. you. A bunch of us are all big fans. So. Oh, that's good. That's cool. Right on. That's good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. I mean, we're we're limping along. We're limping along, but uh, we, we get the mission done, don't we, Charlie? That's facts, son. <laughs> get her done. Well, hey, this is just kicking off into uh, Drinks for the Fallen. Um, Doughboy's going to take that. Uh, who we who we drinking to tonight, Doughboy? Uh, we're drinking to Jake Sims, Chief, Chief Warrant Officer Jake Sims. He was uh, one of our pilots, uh, and he passed this past year, uh, late October. So um, pretty big deal to us um, in the 160th. You know, part of our creed is I serve with the memory and pride of those who've gone before me. They love to fight, fought to win, and would rather die than quit. And uh, Jake, this one's for you, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Until we all meet again. All right. Appreciate that, brother. All right. Um, Thank you. Okay. So for, for, for questions tonight, it's not going to be, um, as in depth or, or as, uh, I guess as formal as a lot of people are used to um, just because of the nature of the beast, right? Uh, this is the dark side. So we are going to be, we are going to be talking a little more generic and, and general stuff tonight. Absolutely. will be. So, Hey brother, you know, yeah, I, I will try my best to give you good answers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Hey man, I, we get it. We totally get this. We, yeah, anybody that's, do. I would say, you know, <clears throat> at least 50% of the listeners uh, understand it, you know, and, and that's, that's a big deal. People, people get it. Um, and if they don't, well, then fuck them. They, you know, will. They, 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 will, <laughs> well, they will. They will. They will get it because, you know, they just got to do a little bit of research and, and understand what, uh, what it is that you do, you know? So anyways all right well hey just start us off when you first knew you wanted to join the army uh why the army and why did you join the 160th and if you say why not i'm gonna whoop your ass just just be straight with us <laughs> gotta find me first. Well, probably gonna take both no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta find i run first. real fast uh, <laughs> no uh, i actually knew i knew years and years before actually goes back into the early 90s. You want to go back? The early 90s, I, I grew up and I have a cousin who was super into aviation, super into military. He was Boeing. If you know him, Charlie, uh, I found yeah, out. Yeah, I do. I work. He, he sits he right behind work. me. <laughs> yeah, you guys work together. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, but he crazy. was a big influence. Uh, for me growing up and I saw him with all these airplanes and you know he, he was super into military history and you know I kind of emulated him and uh, my father was also a ranger uh, but a while ago and uh, I just always kind of knew that I would eventually do the army thing I didn't know kind of what I wanted to do but I knew I'd be um, so in my mid-20s I, I just quit my desk job one day what and I went to the recruiter specifically asking for the one six thinking that that was like a thing I could do. And I got laughed out of the office. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so 
yeah, they, they said, you know, you can't sign a contract for that. So that's for, I was like, there's just like any other thing you could have to say. I want this in the contract. Um, yeah, they thankfully they sent a recruiter to Fort Eustis when I was there. They did not have to be a 15 uniform, and uh, I immediately jumped on that guy. Probably scared him. Said, hey, this is where I want to go. Get me there, and, uh, and they got me there. That's awesome. Oh, cool. And you got to be in a mindset to to, to want to do that. You know, take the the extra step to go and and be a part of that group too. I mean. You have to have your your mind right and ready to rock and roll, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Okay, man. No, I am – dude, I that is so badass that you were so gung-ho. And, and Charlie, you're absolutely right. You, you got to have the mindset. If you don't have the mindset, you you won't succeed. I could – I just I, – I can tell, you know. You just have to. Uh, yeah, well – I was talking to Devo, you know, because Devo was in the 160th as well, and and he said he said green training is just something. Yeah, that's what he was he telling me. Really and green platoon is definitely something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, well yeah. on that note, then, man, you I'm know, past it. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I I mean, after I figured out what what was the 160s was about, it was like I was too far into my career at Boeing so it was just a pipe dream for me yeah but it it would have been cool oh yeah man just seeing just seeing the shit you get to do is is always super badass you know just being a part of that anyways we're gonna get into it but (laughs) not not deviating too far you know what was your least favorite part of of the training that you actually went through um you know it's I thought about that a lot. You guys kind of gave me a little primer on a few questions you might ask. And this was one of the hardest ones for me because I was so into the idea of making it that I don't really remember disliking a whole lot of my initial training. Um, I mean, it was, it was hard. It's physically demanding. It's mentally demanding. Um, but I wanted to be here. So I just, I kind of enjoyed all of it really. I mean, it's long days, long hours, a lot of physical work, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of mental work, but, um, I was I was happy to be doing all of it. That's cool, man. And I, and I think Good. that's just like Charlie was saying. You know, you have to have that mental that that attitude and that passion to succeed. So We're pretty fortunate. Yeah, want to be there, you know, and and that's the people that get in. If you want to be there, you push, you can get in. Yeah, that's good, man. Good deal. So why do you think the bonds or I guess like the brotherhood is stronger as SF or like, sorry, not SF, but just special operations aviation in general than any other job in the army, you think? I mean, you know, I think it's, it's a 15 uniform thing in general. It's a hooker thing. It's not just, you know, special operations, 15 uniforms. I think you guys know uh, it's your family. Those guys you fly with, they, they are as much your family as your wife or your kids or your brother. You know, they literally are your brothers. Um, you spend so much time with them. You, you go on all these crazy trips and you have these, you know, incredible experiences together. It, it, it kind of forms this bond. that It's not going to, nothing's really going to change that. Um, so I, I consider all the guys I work with to be my actual family, you know. That's good. Yep. I agree with that. 
you know, on our side as well, it's the same thing. Yeah, for sure. That portion of it. Yep. Yeah. And I, I agree too. It, it's definitely a hooker thing. Um, I, I mean, I feel like in aviation in general, just, just being hookers and crew members, um, you know, between pilots, backseaters, it doesn't matter, but there definitely is a bond there. Obviously I feel like sometimes the bond is a little stronger with backseaters, but, uh, I mean, that's just me. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, we have there's the officer yeah. in the, yeah, there's the officer in the enlisted thing. Yeah. Might have, yeah. you know, something to do with that too as well. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you obviously started out as a mechanic when you first got in, but, uh, you know, what did you like most about being a mechanic? You know, strangely enough, I did not ever actually work as a maintenance person. Oh God. The interview is um, over. Are you Done. Getting me? Done. I know, Done. right? Drop the <laughs> so I came in and, no uh, and during green platoon, the, um, the battalion SI of the, the location where I was going, uh, came to my green platoon class and said, Hey, give me all the 15 uniforms right now. So we all came running up and he says, who wants to go fly? And I immediately raised my hand, of course, because of course, like who doesn't? And <laughs> yeah, uh, he did an on right. interview with everybody. And then okay, he said, okay, I'll get back with you. Um, and I guess he got a hold of our ERBs and whatever else and just kind of figured out who he wanted. Um, but after I finally graduated and we were kind of, you know, sent off to our, our next uh, level of leadership, uh, the guy that walked up to me was that same guy. He was the battalion SI and he goes, you're going to, and he told me where I was going. So I, my jaw dropped. And I was like, you mean I'm not going to maintenance first? And he's like, no, you better figure it out. <laughs> and I, right on. Well, good for you. Yeah, that's pretty badass, uh, man. It, you know, it, it hurt me and it helped me, I think, uh, because I was a terrible maintainer when I first started. You, as you guys know, you know, if you fly, you still maintain. Um, you yeah. still do a lot oh, of work yeah. on that aircraft. And and I was yeah. just, I was in a red. Yeah. I was getting yelled at every day. Like I, I was still figuring it out, you know, and I had, I had to have a lot of help uh, to kind of become a better maintainer. Um, and I still like there, there are guys that I will look at and go, I know you're better at this than me. And he may be, you know, a, a position or two below me. <laughs> and I'll ask him, can you just help me out and make sure I'm not doing anything dumb here? Cause I want to, I want to know. I, I never had that time. Some of my guys have had, you know, four or five years in maintenance before they came over. Whereas wow. I was straight to flight. Wow, man. Uh, hey, that's, did that's did cool. you do well? Did you do well at um, AIT? I, yeah, what, I what, what, yeah, I was distinguished on a grad and all that. that's silly enough, but. Well, there you go. That That's why I asked <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, the, the progression, I'm sure, is a little bit different, um, you know, on the non, you know, special operations side versus the special operations side. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to stop referring to it that way. I'm just going to say on the 160th side. So if, if any of the listeners are wondering what that is, just, just do a Google search. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm done being cordial here. Um, so on the 160th <laughs> side, uh, the progression is a little bit different. Um, what did you, 
you know, uh, what were a few tasks? Like, what did you enjoy the most going through progression? Would you say? That's another hard one, man. I mean, it's it was all new to me. Like, I knew uh, I knew what I wanted to do, and and I kind of envisioned what it would be like. But then that that very first run up, and that very first time that you you go wheels up, it's 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 magic. It's a it's a totally different thing. Um, yeah. So task cool? wise, yeah, it's it's the best. You know, people ask me what my favorite place in the world is, and I say sitting on the ramp of a forty seven. That's my favorite place in the world. Yeah, and you know what? I got your uh, cousin Dustin to ride on a Chinook to sit on the ramp right out the back yeah, on a nice me. sunny day in Seattle. <laughs> he sent me a picture of that man. He's pretty stoked. <laughs> That's awesome. But, He's like, yeah, I'd say task wise, uh, we, we get to do a lot of really, really cool tasks, really involved stuff, and I think yeah. to this day, probably my favorite, you know, one sixtieth task that that we specifically do is. Uh, it's fast rope insertions. Um, cool. We've got the ability to do two fast ropes out the back and one out the front. Um, and as a crew member, you're you're monitoring that fast rope. You keep control of that fast rope. Um, he's going down it. Uh, you're literally hanging outside the aircraft. I mean, you're you're fully outside. Um, and, and there's nothing quite like it. It's like flying. <laughs> it is flying. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally is. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, very cool. What, you know, what were a few kind of, maybe not for you, but, uh, what were a few challenges, if, if any, that you had while going through progression? I mean, the same challenges I think any crew member does, you know, there's so much to learn. Um, there, there's over a million parts on that aircraft and it's, it's your job. They all got to go around in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) You got to know everything. They all spin around in a circle. So it's, it, it's a matter of just staying in the books and, and that's always challenging. I'm still in the books today. You know, there, there's only so many penguins that fit on that iceberg and, you know, they start falling off and you add more. So you got to stay in the books and, and just stay smart. That's, that's the hardest part I think for everybody. Oh man. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the most important things I think in, in flying in general is just, especially when you have more than, uh, just you as a pilot when you're dealing with multiple crew members is, uh, is crew coordination, right? Um, what are, you know, why do you think that is the most important and, and what kind of experiences, if any of you had with, with crew coordination? Um, so you're absolutely right. Crew coordination is, is 100% the most important part of flying that aircraft. I mean, you, you look at it with us, it's a 50,000 pound hunk of metal. You know, if we somehow get this thing to fly and we can put it in spaces that it, it doesn't seem possible. Um, and that, and that becomes possible because you have, in our case, six guys literally covering, covering every possible sector of the aircraft. And that's, that's the only way it works. And you have to be able to talk to each other. Um, on a crew of six, six, uh, aviators and non-rated crew members. I mean, it's chaotic. If you, if you don't have good rapport with your crew, people are talking over each other and, and it just it becomes difficult. So, you know, good crew coordination for us is understanding kind of everybody's rhythm. Um, because in like a confined area landing, all four of us in the back are going to be talking just one after another. Yeah. Um, and you get into that rhythm with a crew after a little while where you really all function as one person. And that's, there's nothing right. in the world like that. 
it's it's such a, a unique thing when four guys in the back can be talking in perfect kind of harmony to, to get this aircraft where it needs to be within, you know, inches. Um, it's, yep. it's pretty cool. <laughs> that um, is, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, the, here's the deal. Like, I mean, for Charlie and I, we're, we're used to, you know, max five people in the aircraft and the dynamic going from just either flying by yourself or flying with just a crew chief to now flying with a door gunner, right? Is that dynamic is so different. It's it because it just is, I don't know. It's not, it's not like bad or it's not good. It's just different. It's a different dynamic. Right. And so, yeah, I mean the dynamic for having six guys in the aircraft, I'm sure is, uh, is pretty crazy to get used to. <laughs> it sounds, it's probably hilarious to the guys that, you know, that trained me when I was coming up. And it, I recently uh, got to do kind of the opposite role. I, I was the trainer for some guys who had never flown a group of four guys who had never flown before and, and listening How to fun them was that? step <laughs> on each other the whole time. Nobody got anything right. You know, I'm, I'm bouncing around from every crew position, yelling at them, telling them what they're doing wrong. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's chaos when you start, but once you get with a crew and, and you deploy with a crew and it's the same, same guys and you're doing the same stuff over and over again, um, you get into this rhythm and it, it becomes a singular voice in the back. And that's, that's what a good crew is. That's good crew coordination. Yeah. Well, one of the most unique things and, you know, anybody that, that, uh, is going to search, uh, MH 47 on Google or anywhere is, you know, it's, it's very noticeable by that tip, that, that, that probe that's sticking out the front there, right? Mm. What was it like for you? Uh, the first time you did aerial refueling, really? Uh, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Completely terrifying. I bet. You, you are so close. So close to that C-130. I mean, you're you're watching you're watching the forward tip pass and you're going, No way we have to get closer. Oh my god, we have to get closer. It it's terrifying, man. It's still it's still unnerving to this day. I've done it hundreds of times now and it's still unnerving to this day. Like I know exactly what I have to do, I know exactly what the pilots have to do, but I mean it's a it's a significant emotional event every time that you do aerial refueling. That's uh that's pretty amazing man it's pretty amazing um i think i think for anybody that was doing that it would be pretty crazy um yeah so well hey um as far as flying goes man it, it sounds like it's just such an amazing role that you have as the the flight instructor um, it sounds like you have done some pretty awesome things, some pretty awesome missions, just, you know, kind of talking with you offline. It sounds, you know, like such a kick-ass job. Um, I bet you have just done some of the coolest things ever, dude. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Best job in the world, man. I wouldn't trade for anything. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do is just from – you know, one NCO to others, other NCOs out there, um, just get, you know, have you give a little advice to, you know, some of the new NCOs or, or even new leaders in aviation coming up. So yeah, in, anything you got, man, throw it out there for them. 
I think the biggest thing, uh, at least for me personally, and it's something that I've, I've seen work for everybody that has tried it, is find a mentor. Um, you know, I came into this really not knowing anything about it. I knew what I wanted to do, and I had this kind of idealized version of what this whole thing was. And I learned very quickly that I was extremely wrong. I, I had some vast misconceptions. And uh, and for me, the turning point to, to me kind of progressing and becoming a better crew member and, and actually learning was I found a couple of guys who were willing to kind of sit with me after the day was over and just talk me through some stuff and, and give me advice and give me tips one-on-one. Um, and that's, I think it's super important. There's no point, I think, uh, in, in your role, whether you're, you know, just kind of soldiering on, or if you're a leader or if you're senior leadership, I think you always have to have somebody who can kind of give you advice. So, so mentorship's a huge thing for me. If you don't have a mentor, find one. Oh man, that's great. That, that is great advice for anybody in, in any position for sure. That's really cool. Well, that's all I got, man. I really appreciate everything you said. Um, it, I, I'm sitting over here just like riddled with envy. <laughs> it sounds like such a great time, man. I, I'm, I'm super jealous, but no, it's, it is so great. It sounds like you've had such a successful career, man. It's, it's been a blast and I have to keep doing it as long as they'll let me, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That kind of rolls into the question that, uh, I was going to ask her, do you plan on retiring as a night stalker? Uh, you know, I'd love to, it's, um, I would absolutely love that. Uh, the more the more rockers you slap on your chest, the fewer jobs there are. Unfortunately, I mean it's the same anywhere. Oh um, yeah. There's only so many jobs to be had. You know, the 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 higher you you know rank in uh, in our organization. Yeah. So, um, I would love to uh, to stay the whole time. Realistically, uh, not a lot of guys stay past you know eight that they're going to move on out into, uh, into other things right. and kind of develop their leadership in other places. But a lot, a lot of times yeah. those guys come back. Um, we, we see them, they'll leave at eight and, um, they'll go do great things somewhere else. And then, you know, they, they end up coming back as a nine eventually. So, uh, That's if, awesome. if that cool. is what is in the cards for me, then I'll do it for sure. Right on. So as a hooker, um, we are known for our pranks in pulling shit on our buddies now nobody else can do it to our buddies but we can yeah what is one of the best yeah what is one of the best pranks that you pulled <laughs> you know i want to hear an it answer. i have an answer a good but, but i love my job <laughs> so okay so I'm gonna, okay so that particular question i i will tell you the best one i think it's been pulled on me without naming any names that, that, um, and that was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best one that's pulled on you? So uh, it's it's a big deal um, in the regiment to uh, to make FE like flight engineers a major step in your career. Um, and so there's a right. lot of there's a lot of pomp and circumstance around it. And typically, um, when guys are getting to that point, they're on their check ride, which in some cases lasts for weeks, months. Uh, oh for yeah, some guys. Uh, Painful. You know, yeah, at the very end of it, if you if you have made it and your your FI is going to sign you off, um, then he'll typically kind of put together some crazy convoluted scheme to like 
anyway, so this is how mine went. Uh, <laughs> it, it was near the end of near the end of my check ride. It was twenty three days into it at this point. Twenty three work days, oh, non stop. Uh, I was bitching about eight I, hours. <laughs> I, I was burnt, man. I'd been in four different countries at this point already, and and I was just like, man, I've I've got to stay on top of my game, otherwise I'm going to fail this check ride. Uh, my evaluator, um, he. I guess he talked to somebody and he set this whole thing in motion, but I'm in an undisclosed location, we'll say, um, in, in another part of the world. And uh, the senior enlisted advisor of that particular location, um, pretty well-known, uh, pretty vocal sergeant major, comes screaming into the hangar, just hollering my name. And I'm like, oh, man, what did I do? So I run up to him. I go to parade rest, you know, not knowing what's going on. And he gets in my face, like just, just screaming at me. You mean to tell me you're in charge of those four sevens on the flight line? Roger, Sergeant Major, I am. You understand that those are unsecured. You have goggles. You have guns. You have all sorts of sensitive equipment unsecured on the flight line. And I said, No, Sergeant Major, no, no, no. I've got I've chiefs rotating through, you know, pulling security and all that stuff. And he said, Bullshit. Look behind you. And I turn around and all of my chiefs are lined up inside the hangar. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm fired. This is it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, good. I don't have a response at this point. So I'm like, I'll, I'll fix it, Sergeant Major. And he's like, like hell you will. And he grabs my hand and, and palms me a coin, flips me around in front of the ground force who we were working with, uh, who are all staring at this point, obviously, and just laughing at me. Uh, and he says, I'd like you all to congratulate the newest flight engineer in the 160th. Oh, <laughs> and I don't wow, know what that to is do such an honor, point. dude. I don't know what to do. I'm still at half parade rest, shaking his hand, like sweat's dripping down my <laughs> my throat. I'm like, uh, what's happening? Dudes are coming up to shake my hand, and I don't know what's happening. Like, I I didn't even realize it until about five minutes later when he was laughing at me. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was probably the funny. best one that was pulled on me. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's, yeah, that's a good that's one. Good. Yep. All right. Well, excellent. On, on to the mission side of it. Uh, can you tell us a few things that you say to the guys to help keep them stay in the game, uh, stay resilient and uh, keep each other strong? What, what do you guys do or what do you do to make that happen for the guys you're with? You know, it's, I think it's probably the same anywhere. Um, you stay involved. You stay engaged with everybody that you work with. If you see if you see one guy who's having, you know, having an issue, he's especially in our culture. We're all alpha males, right? We don't want to say, you know, working through yeah. some stuff, you know. But you can pick up. You can pick up on that with somebody else. You just you talk to him, man. You grab a beer after work and say, hey, what's going on? You know, how are you doing? How's the family? Right. Um, that's that's a big part of it. And I think in our community, especially, we are so tight knit. You know, even when we're not yeah. at work we're still hanging out. Like if I've got a week of leave in the summer, guaranteed I'm doing it with a couple of my buddies and we've got kayaks and drinking beers on the river. Yeah. We're just, we're hanging out. We're, we're staying in each other's lives. I think that's the biggest and most important part. That's cool. Oh, very, very good. Um, on the Jordan kind of touched on it a little bit before, but, um, how often do you guys study and train, uh, as night stalkers? You guys got like a rigorous regiment or, How's that work? Every day. It's, uh, Every day. And, and, that, and that's no, that's no BS. Like it, 
in order to stay relevant and in order to, in order to stay on top of your game, you, you really have to be yep. on top of it every day. If you're not involved in some training exercise that's getting planned or is currently underway and you're not deployed, if you're just back at the house, you're in the books. I mean, and it's, it's expected of everyone, um, you know, from right. every level, from, from your brand new guy to your most senior, you know, SI. They're, we're constantly in the books. We're constantly on the aircraft. Um, we, we get a lot of really cool, uh, kind of new things that we get to, to preview before they, they get yeah. to the unit and they get to the line company. So if we're not right. actively working on a, uh, you know, a, a current system, we're going to be investigating that and kind of learning, all right, well, that, that's what this is going to do. And that's how this is going to affect my job, you know? So it's, it's an everyday right thing. On. We're always winning. Cool. What, what's the best part of being in the 160th? What's the best part? That's tough, man. Um, there's, there's a lot of perks. Uh, it's it's yeah. extremely hard work. It's extremely hard work. It it really doesn't stop. You're you're always going to be busy. There's no such thing as white space on the calendar. If you're not deployed or training, then you're going to be uh, you're going to be getting ready to do one of those things. So you're you're always busy. But I'd say the probably the culture, and it's a, it's a culture of excellence. The guys that you're with want to be there. Um, they they want to they want to get the mission done. Um, there's not right a single on. person just right. kind of rowing the boat. You, you can't row the boat and survive here. You you have to be right. part of the mission. So. Hmm. Well, okay. What was your best uh, time ever flying on the MH? My best time ever. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, you must have one, I mean, just to stand out. I don't know if you can talk about it, but if you can, let's have it. <laughs> um, Man, there's there's so many things I'd like to say. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't want to get you in trouble, and we don't, you know, yeah. bust off. No, so yeah, I'm not going to go into any of the mission stuff. We'll say. Um, so I had a great moment uh, about a year ago, and this is this is not my best time ever, but this is just one of the funniest moments I've ever had on a Chinook. We'll call it that. Uh, I had a guy who a brand new pilot and. Uh, he was getting trained by one of our senior pilots and we're in the back kind of facilitating their training. It was really all about them that day. Uh, right. one of my senior, senior instructors was in the aircraft with me and it was just the two of us. We were just doing some local stuff for, for this new pilot. And, uh, we're, we're taxiing forward and they do brake checks, you know, brakes left, brakes right. All right. Good. And then without missing a beat, my, my senior instructor goes, hold your forward. And they slam on the brakes. There's a long pause, and he goes, brakes operational rear, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I wish I could have would have known that. That would have been a funny – that's good. That's good stuff right there. Okay. Uh, my, <laughs> what'd the guy say? Well, the new, the new pilot had no idea how to respond because he had come from, you know, he'd come from a different airframe, and he was kind of new to the 47 to begin with. He wasn't A, right. used to having crew members, and B, used to having crew members who were willing to get up in his business. Uh, so it was pretty pretty funny for, for that. Our instructor pilot was cracking up, like, cueing the ICS, laughing at him. But it was, it was funny. That is funny. Okay, my last question is, uh, what are a few tips or tricks you can pass on to the younger guys wanting to be uh, successful coming up to the ring? I think... I think everybody that you asked that question to nails it. You've got to start with five and nine. 
Um, if you don't know your five and nine, you're not going to make it very far. Uh, so that's the biggest thing. After that, once you're 100% committed to memory, start learning systems. If you understand how everything works, you can troubleshoot it. You can fix it. Even if you don't know what this particular part is called, if you know how it works in that system, odds are you can figure out how to make it work if it stops. I think that's really important, too. So five and nine, right. and learn your systems. Awesome. Man, you know, it seems like that's the battle cry for pretty much everybody we've been interviewing. Uh, the five and nine, it's like you have to know that by memory. So, yep. all right, that's good. That's about all I got. Um, Doughboy, it was an honor to have you on tonight. <laughs> it was, man. It really was. Thanks, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been great. Yeah, brother. Hey, yeah. go. Hey, if there's go anything we can do better up here, let us know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> go forth and do good things, brother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Hey, real quick though, before we uh, we actually cut off, we just want to thank you for your support and, and coming on the show. Uh, we also want to thank everybody out there that supports us and listens to us. This is. This is a big deal. It's it's therapy for Charlie and I to do this. It really is. So, yeah, I, mean, I I really miss once, it, man. You guys hit the nail on the head. You know, once a hooker, always a hooker. When we're yeah. born, hooker bread. When we die, when we die, we're hooker dead. Hooker dead. Oh man, brother. Amen. Hey, it was it was such an honor, and it was a good time, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely, man. Thanks for yeah. having me. All right. Well, hey, everybody out there, uh, go to www.hookernation.com. In a few days, you'll be able to hear um, some awesome interviews by more great people. And, uh, hey, go on there. We've got some pretty awesome stuff coming down the line. We've got some apparel coming soon. We've got... uh, uh, let's see here. Well, you know what? I'm not going to give away too much stuff, but we got some pretty cool things happening. Don't we, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm going to go broke. <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah. see Tisdale's new deal? He's got, oh, I did. Oh my I really God. did. It, oh yep. my God. It's ridiculous. It is. He's, yeah. he's just, he's always improving. He's always doing some pretty badass stuff. I dig it, man. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so no, we're we're really excited. We got some pretty sweet things happening. Um, so just stay tuned. Check out the website. Uh, if you are listening, please follow us on Instagram at hooker.nation. If you are on Twitter, we are at hooker.nation on Twitter as well. And if you would like, check out our Facebook group. We'll vet the hell out of you before you come in. So if you're legit, we'll let you in. Yeah, if well, not. I had a couple last week that were, oh, my God. I think they're talking about the wrong hookers again. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the we, wrong kind of hooker. <laughs> we get some pretty crazy people trying to join, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a good group, yeah. good group of people. So. Definitely. Anyways, hey, until next time, this is Hooker Nation. Out here. Ramps level, wheels chalk. One, two, clear to ground. Hooker Nation. Sign up.